Hey guys, welcome back to Flick of the Wrist. It's Ira Anthony. Uh, today's episode, I want to cover the recent comments by John Morant. Um, just getting right into it. Um, he said that, basically said um, that he will cook Michael Jordan. And if Jordan played in today's era, that he will blend in as just another superstar. So there's a lot to unpack, unpack here. Um, so I'm going to start by, you know, stating my stance and I strongly disagree with this sentiment. Um, for one, um, I guess we got to start here. Uh, so his first comment is that he will cook Jordan. So when you think right now, I want you guys to all visualize Michael Jordan. Who is Michael Jordan? Have that image in your mind. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Okay. I'm just assuming because this seems to be the consensus when we think of Michael Jordan, myself included. The image that pops in our head is Michael Jordan from the from the second three peat, which the uh, Chicago Bulls. Um, you know the seventy two and ten, you know Pippen, Rodman, and um, and MJ, Ron Harper, Tony Kukoc. Look, Longley, Steve Kerr, that team. Um, that's the Michael Jordan we think of. You know, the last shot, the flu game. That's the Michael Jordan we think of, right? And while that Michael Jordan was still the best player in the league, he was the second worst version of Michael Jordan and the worst version of Bulls Michael Jordan from an individual standpoint. So, obviously, Wizards Jordan. So, to me, there's four Jordans. You have Wizards Jordan, which is the worst. We have second three-peat Jordan, which is, you know, a little, well, obviously a lot better than Wizards Jordan. But then you have the first three-peat Jordan, which you can argue is the best version of Michael Jordan. Or 80s Jordan, which you could also argue is the best Jordan. Most people consider first three Pete Jordan to be the best version of Michael Jordan um, but I think the argument can also go for the 80s most people don't consider 80s Jordan as the best because he actually wasn't winning championships but from a statistical individual standpoint it's kind of hard to argue that 80s Jordan was not the best version of Michael Jordan so I say that to say this when John Morant said that the image that he has in his mind is second three-peat Jordan. Second three-peat Jordans, all his numbers across the board were uh, significantly lower than they were in previous years, right? Uh, This is after he took the hiatus from baseball, came back. Like I said, still great numbers, still winning MVP, still winning championships, still winning scoring titles. But um, he lost a step or two. Athleticism was gone. I'm not completely gone. I mean, he was still a freak of freak of nature, but, you know, he gained weight. Um, he relied more on his mid-range and post-work game versus his aerial acrobats. And But the biggest difference between that Jordan and the, um, the Bulls Jordans uh, that came before him, uh, before, that, uh, before that one, it was um, his defensive, defensive tenacity. Um... Jordan was still a really good defender, but he was 
he wasn't half the defender that he was in the 80s, nor the first three-peat. So, does John Morant cook second three-peat Jordan? Yes, I do believe he does, if I'm just being objective. That Jordan had a hard time um, guarding, like, you know, smaller, quicker, uh, shifty guards. Um, Now, that's not to say that it's just going to be you know, open season, you know, it's just not like he's like a liability on defense. He was still a good defender, but, you know, elite guards um, should be able to get off on that Michael Jordan, right? Um, I don't think that's happening to first three-peat Jordan, um, but it's definitely not happening to 80s Jordan. That was the best defensive Michael Jordan, 80s Jordan. Uh, I mean, I mean, that goes as far as on-ball defense, blocks, chase down blocks, passing lanes, and just overall tenacity. He was on 100. Um, I don't think John Morant is cooking that Michael Jordan. And like, and when I say cooking, right? Yes, I don't think, for one, no matter how good a defender you are, superstars are going to get off. So I don't think even that Michael Jordan is going to lock John Moran up, right? But so John Moran, yeah, you might be able to get off, but I have a question for you. Like, what are you going to do when Mike has the ball? Right? And when I say this, that's any, with the exception of Wizards, Mike, any version of Michael Jordan that played for the Chicago Bulls. What are you doing, John Morant, when he has the ball? You can't do anything with that. That's barbecue chicken every time. He's one of the most efficient scorers the league has ever seen. You can plug him in any area, nothing, nothing's going to change. He's way stronger than you. He's taller than you. If we're talking 80s Jordan, he's just as athletic as you are, Right? His bag is deeper than yours. His footwork is better than yours. His jump shot is better than yours. Now, I'm not going to say three-pointers, but Jordan's mid-range was superior. Um, John Morant doesn't have a mid-range. He doesn't have a a, a real three-ball. He's streaky behind the three. But there's nothing you can do to slow down, to contain. And we're definitely not talking about stopping Michael Jordan, right? Um, I've seen a lot of people in these NBA groups once John Morant said that, you know, they want to get on the bandwagon because they're LeBron fans, right? And LeBron fans, anytime there's any way to discredit Jordan, um, they they hop on board, right? So i seen this circulating. It was um, Rod Strickland. It's a compilation of Rod Strickland cooking Jordan. And he was actually getting off, crossing him up, you know, having his way. Uh, made Jordan look pretty silly in some plays. Uh, definitely used the speed against the, uh, the the taller Jordan. And then I had to take a deep dive in that, right? I realized that these were all the plays in totality of Ross Strickland's career where he got off on Jordan. And it lasted for about, it was about a 30-second clip, right? So then I went back and I was able to find um, links to the old games, 
Um, they actually played, I want to say, in the 1996 or 97 um, Eastern Conference playoffs in the first round. And Rod Strickland, uh, a few of those highlights were from game one. Rod had 19-10 um, first quarter. But Jordan made it his business to um, lock him up. You know what I'm saying? And that's what he did. So the next game, I think, I believe, yeah, game two, Rod Strickland was one for seven on all on all shots when guarded by Michael Jordan. One for seven. And now a lot of people might have made the argument, well, one for seven, it was off night. You know, he just probably stopped shooting. Now, I want you guys to realize something. There's a link. If you guys ask for a link, I will send it to you individually on YouTube where they have every single possession that Ross Strickland was guarded by Jordan. Jordan was picking him up full court. He's picking him up at half court, whatever, pressuring him. So there's a lot of times where Ross Strickland would ISO and he couldn't get a shot off. Jordan forced him to pick the ball up. So that one for seven doesn't show you how many times he wanted to shoot the ball, but was unable to. It doesn't show you when he got pressure. He picked the ball up. He's pressured. And he it was a forced turnover because he made a bad pass, or because Jordan plucked him, or because Jordan blocked him. So people want to. So they want to circulate that. But I have a twenty-minute video of Jordan just locking Ross Strickland up. Oh, by the way, remember what I said? What are you going to do when Jordan has the ball? Jordan finished that game with 55 points. 55, 7, and 6. I think he was about 70% from the field. He put a double nickel on Rod Strickland's head. But people were out there using Rod Strickland as an example of a quicker guard will be able to get up. If Rod Strickland can do it, then John Morant definitely can do it. Yeah, they may be able to score on them. But what are you going to do on the other end? Barbecue chicken. There's no denying that, man. So, and I looked at the stats. Jordan finished, I think he averaged 37 a game for that playoff series um, against Ross Strickland. But, you know, Ross Strickland's the guy they're going with right now. But John Morant, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, I'm going to tell you who he is, Okay. He's universally recognized as the greatest basketball player of all time. And not only greatest basketball player, but the greatest athlete of all time, right? The only legitimate argument to, I guess you could use it, uh, the only person that makes an, a decent argument is LeBron James. Some may argue Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I would not. But Michael Jeffrey Jordan would not blend in in today's game. Michael, you do realize if Michael Jordan doesn't play, if he never existed, you guys don't play the way you play now. If Michael Jordan never existed, the current NBA will probably be stuck in the early 90s style of play. Jordan modernized the game. Jordan individually, individual, I can't even say it right now, individualized the game. Prior to Jordan, we, we cared about the teams. We cared about the, the Boston tradition. 
the Los Angeles Lakers. It was about teams. They bought the uh, the the 76ers, right? The Milwaukee the Milwaukee Bucks. It was about the teams, and then obviously later the Detroit Pistons. Jordan was the one that broke that mold. He modernized the game where no, it's going to be a star driven league, isolation play, guard play. Because prior to Jordan, bigs is what dominated the game. Jordan modernized the game. If Jordan does not exist, the game is not played the way it's played now. So I'm sorry, John Morant, you're not cooking Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I mean, in a sense of, yes, would you be able to get off on him from time to time? Yes. But he's putting 40 on your head whenever he chooses. I'm sorry. But anyways, guys, that's that. Uh, I just want to give my two cents on John Morant. Um, and like I said, I'm a, a John Morant fan. Um, he's, and I know this is crazy. He's probably top three most athletic NBA players I've ever seen in my life. Um, John Morant, to me, is like a hybrid of Allen Iverson and Derrick Rose. Um I mean, he has Iverson's attitude, style, and charisma, uh, speed, grit, toughness, uh, body, f- like, like kind of bony, wiry frame, and you know he has the expo- but he has the explosiveness of Derek of a Derrick Rose. He has potential to be a young MVP like Derrick Rose. So, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. I actually love the confidence. But he couldn't be more wrong. And and I blame the LeBron fan base because they're always trying to find ways to discredit Jordan. And now the younger generation are starting to think that Jordan was will be pedestrian in today's league. And that's far from the truth. Um, but we'll dive into that later um, at another episode. Eventually, I'm going to have to do the GOAT debate. Uh, prior to getting to that, I'm going to drop a top 10. Uh, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. But yeah, you guys, I hope you guys stay to the end of this episode. Um, so it's obviously, uh, you're probably listening to this on Spotify or iTunes. I'm going to drop the link on my uh, Facebook page. And uh, if you guys watch the podcast, um, I would love to hear some comments down below. Um, either under the link on my Facebook page or write, you know, write a comment or review under this episode. I definitely want to grow this thing. I love talking hoops. I talk hoops all the time. Um, eventually, I want to have guests up here to kind of, you know, counter my arguments or, you know, even even if we agree, uh, I think it'll be fun. But anyways, guys, thank you for joining um, Flick at the Wrist, a Hoops podcast by Ira Anthony.